Give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. Lisa Cypress-Kamen is a widely recognized applied positive psychology coach, author, documentary filmmaker, and lecturer specializing in the fields of sustainable happiness, mindfulness, and integrated well-being. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, broadcasting consciously prepared brain food from the beaches of Malibu, California. Each week, we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about that annoying yellow smiley face. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is most definitely all about the heart. I am a little bit hot and bothered, and I don't get too hot and bothered these days. You know, I, I, I uh, pride myself on being a pretty fair and balanced person, but we are in an election year in the United States. And for all of those Americans who are living overseas, and including those who are living at home here, we must vote. I am day in and day out confronted with uh, young adults that I see in my practice who are not registered to vote, who have no interest in voting, who think that their vote won't make a difference. So today I'm taking my hot and bothered self on the road with my guest, Chris Carson. Chris Carson is the 19th president of the League of Women Voters of the United States, LWVUS, and chair of the Board of Trustees of the League of Women Voters Fund, LWVEF. A third-generation California native, Chris was instrumental in spearheading historic redistricting reform in the state of California and has expertise on driving legislative campaigns and grassroots advocacy strategies. She has a BA from Immaculate Heart College and an MA in history from the University of Southern California. Ms. Carson has taught American history and government. She worked later as director of education for the Heritage Square Museum. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you, and I'm really delighted to be here. Oh, well, I, I, I am really delighted to have you, and I mean it by the hot and bothered, because I think that um, as somebody who firmly believes that if we're going to whine, we better whine constructively, that <laughs> those of us who are not voting need to be quiet. Well, I think you're right. Uh, this election is really not about the candidates. It's about how we the voters see our future and if we don't speak up by voting 
then we cede our future to somebody else. Yeah. We surrender our our power, you know, and because uh, as humans, we are very much hungry for control over our lives, you know, the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that is so much a part of American, uh, what we were founded upon, our culture, and our history. And if we don't act, we're, we're going, we won't be happy. I mean, I, I have to just say it as simple as that. And um, not only are you are seeding power and your future, your own future, you're giving it to someone else because, let me put it in personal terms, if you don't vote, that means I have two votes. And if two of you don't vote, that means I have, you know, I have, every time somebody doesn't vote, that gives me or whoever votes more and more votes, more yes. and more power. I, you know, I think this is a really important point that we're talking about um, the exponential growth of the, those who register to vote have a lot of power. Those who do vote, I'm not talking about just registering. You have to actually get out there and do it. And I want to ask you, Chris, and for those of you who may not be familiar with the voting process, there are many ways that one can register to vote and many ways that one can cast his or her vote. Yes, and it, it really depends on where you live. Um, the rules, if you're you know, speaking here in the United States, the rules for who, how you register, where you vote, how you vote, uh, differ state by state. Uh, the League uh, is a leader in providing online information for all states, and we have a website, which is www vote411.org where you go in and you can find out quite quickly you know, you know, where you live, what state you're in, what the rules are to register to vote, how you should do it, what the deadline is. That's critically important to register by the deadline. And then it gives you information on in your community, you know, can you vote by mail? Is there early voting? Do you have to go to the polls on just on November 8th? Gives you all that information for you in your local community. Where your voting place might be, all of that is there, online, available, 24-7. And you say that it varies state by state, and I think that this is really interesting. In California, for example, we they, it, California makes it very, very easy, easy to register and vote. You can, you can register at the DMV when you renew your um, driver's license or your automobile registration. You can do it at that time. We have a very easy um, mail-in vote system here. Not every state has that. And you mentioned something very important about the deadlines. And can you give us kind of a, a scope or a, a, a breadth of a schedule of what that deadline is? Because it's, I'm assuming fast approaching. Fast approaching. Uh, many state, a number of states, including California, uh, are two weeks before the election, but it varies. I widely, uh, a few, very few states have same day registration. I would urge everybody right now to check on vote 411 to see what that deadline is, because depending upon the state, you may have to provide more or less. Uh, information 
um, in order to be qualified to register to vote. So the sooner you do it, the better. And when you say information, you mean um, proof of citizenship, proof of residency, and documentation that would support your right to vote. Well, that depends. In California, um, you fill, uh, if, if you are re-registering or if you have a driver's license or a, a California ID, you can register online and you fill in the information that they ask you. And, and this is true in a number of states. And then they verify it, uh, and you're you either told the truth, and you're registered to vote, or you're not. Uh, but in a number of states, you have to provide um, picture ID, uh, all proof of residency, all kinds of things. So it can be a challenge depending upon where you live. So that's why we keep saying, "Don't wait, do it yeah. now." Don't wait. This is this is so important. And even if you believe yourself to be apolitical, this is not about politics. It's actually about the quality of our lives. And I'm glad you said that because the league keeps saying the election is not about the candidates. No. It's about the voters. Uh, we have questions. We want to know what the candidates think. Um so that we can make informed choices. It's not about offering the candidates an opportunity to say what they want to say. We want to hear what they have, think about our future. And then we make up our minds. And here's the other thing. Uh, you know, Going back to the young adults that I work with on a daily basis and these kids saying, well, you know, I'm not into politics. I think the candidates are are, you know, not worthy, my vote won't make a difference. And I can't emphasize enough about exercising privilege. You know, it's our right, but it's also a privilege to vote. And there are plenty of places in, in this world, especially for women, where, where, where voting is, is not easy or even possible. That's true. And um, when I grew up, uh, I was raised by veterans of World War II and, you know, they would say, well, you know, people fought and died so that you can go to the polls. Uh, you turn around and say, people fought and died so you can say, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me, don't get me started. I mean, I could get even more fired up, but then I would be preaching because I, I really think like it needs to be an obligation. You know, if we are afforded all of the rights and benefits of being an American citizen, I think that we can do our share by registering and casting our vote. And, and on top of which, we have the privilege of being able to write in a candidate. So if you don't like who's running, then write somebody in who you think would do a good job. Yeah, and and that's that's particularly true at the local level. Uh, we're all focused on the presidential race now, but there are plenty of local races happening this year and next year. And really, you have the greatest influence of all at the local level. So if you really care about your community and you really want to have power and be able to to influence then voting in a local election is at least as important as voting in the presidential election. 
I agree. We are going to go to a break, but before we do, I want to give all the contact information for the League of Women Voters. Firstly, to find out about voting in your state, or I'm assuming even if one is an expatriate living abroad, they can obtain that information as well at vote411.org. That's to register and find out where the candidates stand and learn how voting works in your state. And Chris, uh, do you have um, foreign residents information on there as well? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, you can check. Okay. Uh, but we- they would be voting. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say <laughs> because I okay. might make a mistake. Okay. Well, all you expatriates that may be listening, because we do have a large listenership outside of the country, you can register. You can still vote. Even though you're living abroad, your voice can be heard. Your vote can be counted. Also, the website for the League of Women Voters is www.lwv. Dot org, And on Facebook, that page is League of Women Voters. And on Twitter, the handle is at LWV. We are going to go to a break. And when we come back, we are going to continue the conversation with Chris Carson, president of the League of Women Voters of the United States. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Kamen has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about something really, really, really important over here today. We're talking about rocking the vote. We're talking about um, inspiring people to register 
and vote in the upcoming election and subsequent elections about making your voice heard, even if you don't believe it will make a difference. Because by not voting, you're actually giving your power and vote to somebody who does. And my guest today is Chris Carson. She is the 19th president of the League of Women Voters of the United States, as well as the chair of the board of trustees of the League of Women Voters Education Fund. Chris, prior to the break, we were talking about how listeners can reach out to vote411.org, find out about um, voting registration requirements in their state. Um, We don't know for sure if we have any information there for people who may be living out of the country who are U.S. citizens, but U.S. citizens living abroad can and should vote. Let's talk a little bit about ways that we can inspire others to get together and register and get the vote out. Well, it's, it's very important to take that next step. Uh, lots of people register to vote and then, then don't take the final crucial step. And uh, I've heard a million reasons why. I forgot. I'm busy. Uh, but there are a lot of ways now, especially with uh, the way we're all interconnected, to remind ourselves, re- remind each other, uh, take the lead in uh, reminding a lot of people so let, let's just talk about um, some of the ways that, that we know work. And, and, and the basic thing is that people will vote if they feel like you are depending on them. If you make a personal collection, connection and say, you know, I'm, will you vote? I'm, I'm really depending on you to vote. Uh, and it, it's your friend. Let's say you're working on text whether you're texting a friend you're on your social media uh, network what twitter facebook whatever it would happen to be uh to reach out at not just any old body but you know someone you know and and you tell them i, I i'm depending upon you to vote yeah and you keep not, not nag at them but uh it's it's ten days to the election. Have you? How have you? If you're going to make, vote by mail, have you mailed your ballot? Um, are you going to vote at the polls? Um, have Have you made a plan? Uh, have you looked ahead to see what you're going to be doing that day? Uh, have you scheduled it in? If you're going early, you're going to stand in line. What? So it's it's. I'll take you. We'll go together. Yeah, the accountability partnership, you know, grab a friend and make it happen for one another. I think that's a great, uh, great idea. You know, text festing reminders, you know, getting all the people that are close to you in your sphere of influence, texting out, you know, a reminder. Did you register? When are you going to go? I'm counting on you to go. Uh, posts on Facebook, on Pinterest, on Instagram, um, lots of different ways to remind those that you care about the importance of the vote. We must, we guys, we must vote because if we don't vote, then our needs and our voices are not heard and things cannot change. You know, and statistically, I, what I, I don't have the statistics, but I'm, I bet that you do. Of the Americans in this world, what percentage votes? It's startlingly low. It is. Uh, as compared to other um, democracies. Uh, and uh, we're one of the oldest, and 
perhaps we take it for granted. We think it's always been there and it works and it always will be there. So I don't need to bother. Yeah. But is it like 10%? No, American. no, it's 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 higher than that, and 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 to be honest with you, it really depends. Uh, it, there's a turnout, big turnout on in presidential election years. Uh, sadly, if 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 there's a scandal, in, in, uh, say at a, at a local or state level, lots of people will turn out to vote, uh, far more than um, than would otherwise. Uh, off, you know. Say like off presidential years, like 14, 18, that, that type of thing. Traditionally, mo- f- very few, fewer people turn out to vote uh, than they would uh, for the, ele- the presidential election years. I'm looking at a statistic from 2012. It was from the Pew Research Center. And it says U.S. US turnout in the 2012 presidential election was 53.6%. And that is in contrast to other countries such as Belgium, Turkey, and Sweden, which were 87.2% in Belgium, 84.3% in Turkey, and 82.6% in Sweden. So we can do better. We certainly can. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a lot better. I mean, I, I, it is my hope that this year we will have a bigger turnout. But because the youth are so disconnected and disillusioned, I think that's where we can make a huge impact. Yes. And, and so I guess I would ask your listeners uh, to make a personal commitment first to vote before you start lecturing anyone else, uh, just tell yourself and make a personal commitment to somebody else, I'm going to vote. And then if you do nothing more than try and get five personal commitments, uh, a small group of people who, who will get together to discuss what's going on, uh, the issues they care about, make a commitment to vote and then vote and then come together and have a craft beer or, you know, if you like a wine bar, a wine bar and talk about it. Yeah. yeah, And, and, and talk about the issues and talk about the changes that you'd like to see because change happens very, very slowly. And, you know, I often say to clients that I work with, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You can't eat it all at once. Got to do it one bite at a time. And the other secret is once you start voting, uh, I mean, you just build up the habit. But when you you vote consistently, uh, you know, it's public that you vote. They don't, people don't, can't tell who you voted for. But you are just seen as, as someone who is a likely voter, a consistent voter. And when you begin to talk to your elected officials about your concerns, uh, the first thing they – want to know is, are you a likely voter? Which means, are you paying attention all year long? Are you following what I'm doing? Um, Do I need to pay attention to you? It's really important that you vote consistently so that not only is your voice heard, but you command that respect. And and plus, I have to uh, say something that puts a smile on my face. I love the sticker. You know, like I work for the sticker. 
Yeah. And it's it, 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 <laughs> a very personal thing in, in, in Los Angeles County, which is a fairly, very high percentage of mail-in uh, uh, ballots. Um, you get a sticker with your mail-in ballot now. Yes, ma'am. I so, was a mail-in from the primary and I, I put the sticker on my fridge. Yes. Well, I put it, I put it on, I wear it. And people tell me, well, you know, I want to go to the polls because I get a sticker and I have my sticker on for three weeks. I said, where did you get that sticker? I said, well, I voted. Well, you couldn't have because you, I said, well, sorry, but I voted and I got a sticker. Yeah, it comes in the mail. So, you know, if, if we all like treats and um, the funny thing about that sticker is you talk to people and they really, they, they enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. even uh, unlikely uh, people, you know, pe- yes friends and family, you're like, wow, they're wearing their sticker. So yes, this this is really important. I like your idea about a handful of personal commitments and a hand is five. So you're asking five people that are near and dear to you to make sure that they register, make sure they get out and vote and exercise a right that we have worked so hard for in our history to achieve and realize that there's somebody sitting half a world away that would that will kill and has killed to try and have that right. And women particularly. I mean, we, we, were, we fought so hard for so long to get the vote. Yes. And we have a responsibility to the, to the women and men, because men were there shoulder to shoulder with the women, fighting for the right for women to vote. We have a responsibility, you know, not only to our people who went before, but our daughters and our granddaughters and nieces and, you know, friends – who come after us to maintain that right. I have a 19-year-old daughter. This will be her first election. And at least once a week, we have this conversation. I, you know, I, I say, Kayla, you, when you go back to school, you must get on campus and get the word out. I don't care who people vote for, but they must vote because these kids are not interested. And we must be interested. It's our future. It's your future. It's your children's future. You know, after you and I are long gone, um, who's going to carry the baton forward if we can't inspire our youth to get out there and be that change that they wish to see? Absolutely. So I, I, I applaud the work that you're doing. Um, what else? What else do we want our, our listeners to know about the vote, about rocking the vote, about making a difference, about getting out there? Well, the League of Women Voters has a very long partnership with Rock the Vote. And if you uh, register, uh, you know, if you click, uh, you're on Vote 411 and you want to register to vote, uh, you can do it there and it goes through Rock the Vote and they um, handle it from there. That's one a very good partnership with um, that we have. So um, all I can say is that uh, make your plans. If you're either going to, if you can do a mail-in ballot, do a mail-in ballot. If you can't or if you prefer to vote uh, at a precinct, uh, just make sure you make your plans ahead of time so that when the day comes, you know what you're going to do and you do it. Fantastic. We have run out of time. Once again, I want to give the contact information and um emphasize as much as possible to those around you how important it is to register and to vote. To learn more, please go to www.vote.com. 
411.org to learn out to learn what's going on in your state and how to register um, to learn more about the League of Women Voters and the work that Chris Carson is doing with her organization please visit www.lwv.org and on Facebook the page is League of Women Voters and on Twitter that handle is at LWV and here comes the challenge again to take a handful of people near and dear to you and remind them to get out and vote. Thank you, Chris Carson. I am so grateful to you and the League of Women Voters for joining us today and helping us help you get the word out. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure and a lot of fun to be with you. Thanks. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Kamen has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, I urge you to download and share this podcast. Why? Because sharing is caring, it's kind, it's free, it's legal, it's available 24-7 on demand. And we're talking about something that Every American, whether you are living here or abroad, needs to be aware of and participate in, and that is the vote. You must register. You must vote. You must make your wishes, your desires, your needs heard. Otherwise, we cannot and we will not change. We're talking about voter education with my next guest, Nate Kaplan. Nate has been an active player on the political scene from coast to coast and is dedicated to promoting political inclusion and civic participation. He served as a legislative aide in the Massachusetts State Senate before working in Boston's trial court system. At the age of 24, Nate ran for the office of state representative in his hometown of central Massachusetts. Rock on, Nate. With a landslide victory, he became the youngest candidate in that district's history to receive a major party nomination. Nate received his master's degree in public policy at the University of Southern California while working as a communications and legislative director for the Los Angeles City Council. After working in California politics for several years, he realized that direct democracy in this state had a fatal flaw. 
a majority of the voters in California admittedly had little reliable knowledge about what they are asked to vote on. So guess what? Nate founded C Political as a solution to educate the electric. I didn't. I said electric. <laughs> I, I, that was a Freudian slip. The electorate. <laughs> We want to be, we want to electrify the electorate, yes. right? Exactly. Nate, <laughs> welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. Well, you know, we talk about happiness and and um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which are the tenets of what this country is based upon. And if we don't get busy and get moving and ask for what we want, how are we going to get those things? Exactly. We have a lot of unhappy people in this country, and we have a lot of people that don't vote either. Um, so we, we live in a republic democracy where we elect representatives to make decisions for us, major decisions that impact our daily lives. And um, in several states, about 23 across the country, um, we have a system called direct democracy where Voters, the average person, the average Joe and Jane can get his or her idea on a ballot and allow everybody to vote on it. Um, and California is sort of the epicenter of that these ballot measures that occur several times a year. So happiness uh, and the policies that our government re uh, adopts um, often reflect each other. And if we're not participating in that decision-making process, um, you can expect to 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 be unhappy or well, at least in this case i like to say um ignorance is not bliss because it does truly catch up to you at some point and i'll go a step further that if you not, are not being part of the solution then you're part of the problem and you can't whine about it yeah i think that's a very fair assessment um you know many countries have um compulsory voting like in australia where you get fined that's not something i'm personally a huge fan of but it's not what our founding fathers you know uh envisioned for this country but what we've really sort of created is uh sort of myopic state of of um of sitting on the sidelines and um and of really just sort of being apathetic to the way our government works. Um, and it's really accelerated over the past 10 to 15 years as technology has changed and modernized and made many of our lives more comfortable and sometimes more efficient, sometimes more complicated as well. But um, one thing that has also happened during this sort of time frame is that fewer and few people are voting, especially the youth who have access to other sorts of distractions that, um, you know, really uh, don't highlight the importance of civic engagement and civic literacy. Well, it's funny you should mention that because that is, that is what was the impetus for this show. I work with a lot of young adults and I started asking them, starting maybe three or four months back, are you going to vote? Who do you want to vote for? You know, what's going on? Like, and they're, and, and they're like, oh, no, we don't vote. We don't feel that we can make a difference. We're not interested. I don't do politics. And I was like, whoa, this is a trend. And, you know, we've got good voices over here. We need to try and do something about it. Yeah, it's something that I hear all the time, too. And, um, you know, what our sort of philosophy is at C political, and that's S-E-E -E political, not to be confused with the letter C sometimes, is um, we, and the reason why we call it C political is it's a very visual element to what we do. Um, we use animation to explain the political process and in, in sort of cater to this ADD culture that we found ourselves in where people <laughs> want information um, in short snippets, um, especially if it's something that that 
isn't necessarily something that they they want to learn or understand. Um, you know, listening to downloading a podcast, especially if it's a subject that you're interested in, listening for thirty or forty minutes, is you know something that people probably enjoy doing um, if if they're already on that platform. But when it comes to voting, um, and you get uh, in California, we just had the largest voter guide that is going to be published in recent history, 225 or 26 pages long. I mean, it's like war and peace. That's going to arrive in wow. every voter's mailbox in a, in a couple of weeks. And give that to an 18-year-old, a fresh voter, a 19-year-old, and say, hey, good luck making an educated decision. I uh, hope you have several days to read this voter guide, not like you're doing anything else in your life. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so you see view the reaction you're going to get. Um, so what we try to do is, you know, make it, break it down into a digital format that's uh, whether explaining how primaries and caucuses work or how the electoral college works or what Prop 64 or Prop 65 really actually mean and what yes and no mean. Uh, we do that through short form animation and um, we always keep it unbiased. You know, every, we do, we have a very thorough vetting process that every issue that we go through where uh, we have a board of directors that runs the full political spectrum from left to right and we spend several weeks over every issue, hashing over each word and detail that goes into our scripts to make sure that's as unbiased as humanly possible so people can make up their own minds and maybe be a little entertained and have some fun while, while learning about the process. So it's important to also add that C Political is a 501c3 nonprofit. And in your mission, you are, you are unaffiliated with any political party or any special interest group. This is a bunch of concerned citizens who are educated that want to help educate others on our political system. Exactly. What we've done, why it seems to be really clicking, is put together a team of experts from all sorts of different fields. We have political experts, we have academia, we have lawyers, but then we also have experts in storytelling and entertainment. Um, one of our, our our biggest supporters, our creative uh, partner, is a, in a studio called Imaginary Forces. It does a lot of opening titles and main titles um, specifically for famous shows like Mad Men and uh, most recently on Netflix, Stranger Things. Have you ever seen those main titles? They're fantastic. And what we've been able to do is get experts in entertainment who know how to get a message across in 30 to 90 seconds and really be able to package it um, in a way that is easy to consume and easy to share and is fun to watch. Um, usually, with 501c3s and other groups that have a similar mission, you, you have a, a lot of academics and a lot of lawyers and politicos. But what we've been able to do is really bring in the design team and, and, a, and a, those, those eyes that can really uh, understand and have, have decades of experience knowing what people want to watch and hear and what really works and what, how do you get it to sink in. So C political is edutaining us with these, yeah. <laughs> right? You're edutaining us. You got it. Yeah. Yep. And Couldn't you know, better. for a generation, you know, the younger generation, I've got teenagers, and I I see the 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 swiping and the clicking that goes on with rapid fire succession. I might add, and the idea that you can 
reach the youth or people that just don't know. You don't have to necessarily be young. You can just be curious and wanting to understand the political system, wanting to understand the the ballot props and why they're important and what they're what they're all about. And maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and uh, another group will not to you know we want to include as well as non-native English speakers. Um, we translate yes. everything. Yeah, we do it all in English and Spanish, and we started to. We did a Farsi video um, last election, and we're going to be doing several Asian language videos as well this for this November. Um, in this November, there's 17 statewide ballot measures in California. Um, so those are issues that everyone's going to vote on from San Diego to San Francisco and in between and up further north, south, and east. Um, and what is uh, there everything ranging from should we legalize recreational use of marijuana to um, whether or not um, we should change the way Medi-Cal um, pays for prescription drugs. Huge issues, hundreds of millions of dollars that get poured into advertising. I mean, they're estimating almost a half a billion dollars with a B that will be spent between now and Election Day and November 8th to convince California voters alone on these major issues. So... There's a lot for people to take on and try to understand. These are major life-changing and society-changing policies that if people aren't participating and understanding, um, then they're probably not voting either. Um, So what we try to do is really bridge that gap and uh, provide that voter education material and content in a way that's really easy to digest and doesn't require hours of reading. And something else that I noticed, and we have a program at the Otis College of Art and Design and at USC in Southern California, is uh, you know just watching a video for one to two minutes um, with these college students, and we've done it with much older groups too, senior citizen homes. You watch a video for 90 seconds, two minutes, and then that sparks a conversation that can last 10, 15, 20 minutes about a policy issue. And sometimes that little spark is all that people need to really get a good conversation going and and help each other understand uh, what is their, how should they vote for their own best interest. And that's what we want. Well, this, this is an incredible service to Californians and, and, and also the general education um, videos that you're doing is equally as important. And I hope that they're being sent viral and we're going to do whatever we can to help you continue to get the word out. We're going to take a break and I want to give our listeners information on how and where to connect. Um, the website is cpolitical.org and that's S-E-E. On Facebook, the page is cpolitical and on Twitter, that hashtag is at cpolitical. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, cpolitical's uh, hosting of a California ballot measure convention that's taking place in Los Angeles at the end of October, which is kind of a, not kind of, it is a very interesting event. I want to learn more about that, and Nate will share that with us. And then also, um, I want to talk more about why our vote matters with you, Nate, because I can't emphasize this enough, you know, that, that, that voting matters, and we must vote. And if we don't vote, uh, the apathy is what's going to kill the country. Not, not the people running it. It's the apathy. Got it. All right, here come those tunes. We will be right back, and that's a promise. Check out the videos on cpolitical.org. They are very cool. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. 
We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about the importance of registering and voting and also about how to get educated with um, ballot measures that need to be dealt with and why it's so important, why your voice does ultimately matter and why, why, why all of us must vote. My guest is Nate Kaplan. He is the founder of cpolitical.org, which is educating us all on um, through the use of voter education tools on how and why we got to vote. Nate, talk to us. Talk to us about the upcoming California Ballot Measure Convention and why this is so cool. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, I am really excited about it. this event we're holding on October 29th at Los Angeles City Hall. Um, we have been in the business sort of of making short animations and ballot measure videos uh, explaining what these issues actually mean, which are very resource and time intensive. It's, the animation is not cheap to make. Um, and so we also we're trying to come up with ideas of how do we you know, expand the service and how do we get the C political brand out there to more people? And um, I came up with this idea to hold a, a live event, a, essentially a ballot measure convention, aka ballot con. And um, <laughs> I was able to pitch the Los Angeles Times and some other major networks, and they loved it. Um, we got the support from the California Endowment and California Community Foundation to help fund the first ever full day of debates between all of the ballot measures um, will be moderated by LA Times reporters and editors. And we also have um, student journalists coming from all throughout the state at, on the UCs and Cal State system um, to come and stay the day in Los Angeles and co-moderate some of these panels. And really, essentially, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., there'll be two debates going on at a time at L.A. City Hall in the city council chambers in the Board of Public Works room, where if you've ever been, it's, a, it's an incredible scene. Um, L.A. City Hall is, is one of the most beautiful buildings in the city. It's kind of a mix between, like, a cathedral and a museum and a government center all in one. And so it's a beautiful setup. And 
we're going to have these uh, opponents and supporters under the same roof for the first time for an entire day. So we expect it to be a field day for other reporters who want to get information that's usually difficult to get on these campaigns. And it's going to be a public spectacle that watching each of them debate each other and try to convince voters why they should support their point of view. Uh, I've been to several debates. I've worked in state and local government now for 13 years and in the political field for just as long. And uh, oftentimes debates can be kind of like watching paint dry on the wall. And we have a few, <laughs> we have a few different um, little, little new tactics that we're taking um, involving music and lighting and just really trying to make it a great experience that people want to come back to that's unlike any other sort of debate format to date. Um, so it's going to be an exciting day, October 29th. If you're in the Los Angeles area, come on by. It's open to the public. There's going to be food and music and uh, six hours of debates for all these different ballot measures. And a schedule will be published and released. Um, see Political's website as well as the the Los Angeles Times in a couple of weeks. So if you only want to uh, listen to or there will also be a live stream going on, I'll also say. So if your, your, your listeners and your audience want to tap in, uh, we'll provide that also on our website. And uh, maybe we can give you a link too. Um, yeah, give us give us yeah. the link, and we'll put it out on our social media. This, you know, what what I'm hearing here is, is this is the temple of change that you are helping to create change for those who may not know how to do it. And the other thing that is very interesting to me is uh, um, you have a, a little handy tool on your website that um, is very mobile friendly, where you can basically do a, uh, um, a little Q&A of, of what, you know, answer these questions that will give you a cheat sheet on how to vote. Exactly. Uh, we built the technology so you can go to cpolitical.com on your phone or .org, goes to the same place, um, watch one of these ballot measure videos, and then save, uh, create a profile, save your answer, yes, no, or maybe on how you want to vote on the thing, and then move on to the next one. Um, and then you can log back in, and all the issues that you wanted to vote on will come up. And you don't have to remember, was it yes on Prop 61 or was it no on Prop 51? Or you know, These things can get so confusing that we wanted to make it as easy on the voters as possible to get that information. Um, and to kind of, you know, some people will still scribble it down on a, on a piece of paper, and that's fine too. But uh, know that it is actually totally legal and fine to take your phone out in the ballot booth. There's nothing illegal about that. <laughs> it's actually encouraged. And um, yeah, use your phone. This is the 21st century. It's uh, amazing how elections is probably the only thing in our society that really hasn't been transformed by technology. And we're really trying to start that change. Right well, I think that this is the uh, the gateway to huge opportunity, and I can easily see how see political could move to have offices in every state to help all the other states with what's going on there, educating the public. It's vital because we can change. We we can just griping about these candidates and what we don't like about them uh, is not going to really make anything happen. No, exactly. And that's our model. That's our plan. We want to expand and get into every state because there's these issues going on on a regular basis. And nobody knows the issues better than the people in their state or in their communities. So we want to bring it to them and, and, and really bring this platform, this format that we've created and tested and, and it works and, 
and be able to expand it. So, yeah, I like that you said that that temple of change. That is, we want to create a temple of change in every state and as many communities as possible, uh, so people can um, can really participate in the political process um, and in a very peaceful way, in a very understanding and thoughtful way um, that can really make sure our our country is progressing. And the idea of doing it through the direct democracy process. Talk a little bit about this. Like how many people do you need to sign a petition to get something on the ballot? Great question. So direct democracy has been around California for 105 years. It was really created back then when the railroad companies owned the legislature. So the then governor, Hiram Johnson, created the system that empowered the citizens to put an idea on a ballot and circumvent the legislature. Well, decades have passed and big industry have really figured out the system. And in a way, I would also go so far as to say pervert, pervert the system by creating these double negatives and confusing voters as yes mean no or no mean yes. Ah, yes, the double negative. That's that's what we should talk about after this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm yeah. happy to get into that. And that's <laughs> yes. how I get, came up with this idea to begin with. But it, essentially what happens is um, to get your idea, uh, almost anybody can get their idea uh, um, to be considered and get to the first round of circulating petitions for signatures. Um, it was only $200 for the filing fee from 1930-something up until this past January. So we saw a whole slew of crazy, uh, very offensive and non-constitutional um, ideas that would flourish, um, but never really make it to the ballot. Now, to get to that stage, um, now it costs $2,000. The legislature jacked up the fee, and it's probably you know now adjusted to inflation. And um, you need 8% of the votes cast in the last gubernatorial election. So usually that hovers around 500,000 to 550,000 uh, registered voters' signatures. Um, this year, it's much lower because we have such low voter turnout in past elections. So it's only about 300,000 signatures required, which is part of the reason why there's so many ballot measures on the California ballot this November. The, the most has been since year 2000. Um, so, um, and then you're talking about one to two million dollars to pay those signature gatherers, those men and women that you see in front of the grocery store or at farmers markets or in front of the post office asking for your signature. They get paid between two and ten dollars per signature. Um, and uh, so, a consulting company hires them to gather those signatures. And once the campaign reaches that threshold, which again this year is about 300,000 signatures, uh, they turn those in to the Secretary of State's office and a random sampling is conducted to make sure that those are actually valid signatures. Um, So that's kind of the process in a nutshell. And when you think about it, it it doesn't require that much. When you think about some of these more populated states, such as California, it's really a drop in the bucket. And if you have people who are passionate about the cause, change can happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, passion helps. So does money. <laughs> um, well, yes, so- <laughs> money, money does help. But I mean, I would think that if somebody's got something that is of value, um, he or she could rally a lot of support behind it financially and otherwise to make it happen. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's an incredible process. I don't think many people are aware of and it only exists in America as far as we know, which is uh, a huge hurdle for many people, especially coming from Central America or from Mexico into California, become citizens. Um, they often skip these ballot measures because it's such a, you know, no pun intended, foreign concept. And uh, they expect their senators and their congress members and city council members to make these policies, decisions for them. So many people who are naturalized citizens skip the ballot measures because they don't think they should vote on them. Yeah. And in fact, you, everybody needs to vote on them. And as you sort of referred, we should think of new ideas that can help you know, advance society that will – uh, that we can get on the ballot and get people to vote on. Um, so it's a, it's a fascinating process. And all states except Delaware, for some reason, have the system in place so the legislature can actually send down um, an issue for the voters to, to make that decision. Um, so it's something that exists almost everywhere, but we see a lot of it in California, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, um, the most states that have the most we excuse me we said that we were going to talk a little bit about when yes means no and no means yes but we've run out of time so i'm going to urge our listeners to please visit cpolitical.org to learn more connect with you guys over on facebook at cpolitical on twitter at cpolitical and we're going to get some videos from cpolitical that we're going to push out on our social media thank you nate kaplan for being with us and telling us how we can help change the world. And here are a few speedy thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. This is Lisa Cypress Kamen thanking you on behalf of my guests today, Chris Carson of the League of Women Voters and Nate Kaplan of C Political, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. And remember, get out there, register, and vote. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio is produced in collaboration with Toginet and KBUU and is available on PRX, the public radio exchange. Go out and rock your day and remember to vote. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Join us each and every Wednesday for a brand new broadcast and continue to harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with hundreds of free downloadable podcasts from our libraries on iTunes and SoundCloud. To learn more about Lisa's global practice as an applied positive psychology coach specializing in lifestyle management as well as addiction and trauma recovery services, please visit HarvestingHappiness.com. Spread more joy by liking us on Facebook Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness.